Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, with the beautiful, you know, 2019 NBA Champions t shirt are you? I'm your producer, Matt Duncan. Freddie, we're in the second round now. Not the raps, but us as fans. How you doing? I am doing pretty good. I'm hanging in, enjoying myself. If uh, you are just tuning into this podcast for the first time or you are back, uh, thank you regardless. We are a hardcore Raptors slash NBA podcast. We're, you know, comedians, actors, hardcore fans, analysts, basically anyone that's obsessed with basketball is welcome on the podcast. Uh, Matt, if people want to follow us, help us, uh, you know, make us bigger than, uh, you know, the biggest podcast in the world, how can they do that? You know, if you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on the Rabcast, thank you very much. Please subscribe, please rate, and <clears throat> all the info you need is down in the show notes. So click the links. It'll take you where you need to go. And you know what? Don't be afraid to click on our guest names because it'll take you to their social medias and you can follow them and give them some love. Gorgeous. Smooth, buddy. That's smooth. <laughs> show notes? Forget about it. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Look, we got the YouTube point going. <laughs> We're so old, eh? Um, actually, uh, a guest I'm, I'm going to be bringing on shortly was like, how 40 Freddy? How old are you? Um, and whatever. I'm approaching 40. No worries. Um, I'm further along than you. Yeah, you know, Damn but it. it's uh, no race, I guess. No but, race. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me just say before we get started, um, you know, uh, I, I want to shout out the ongoing situation with uh, with Brittany Griner. Um, obviously, it's uh, it's it's slow moving and it's horrible and it's something that everyone should be informed about. Uh, but I do want to say that the you know, I guess the U.S. government said, um, you know, it's officially a wrongfully, uh, you know, uh, she's in the wrongfully detained uh, category. Um, so hopefully that signals, uh, you know, more of a prioritization and, and a shift towards, uh, you know, expediting this process. The WNBA has started. Uh, we want to see BG back and, uh, and doing her thing for the Suns. So uh, if you don't know what's going on, uh, make sure you get informed. 
And um, yeah, I think we can, uh, we can get this uh, ball rolling on, on the podcast. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring on guest number one. Uh, she's done this podcast a, a bunch of times. Um, she runs a basketball podcast of her own. Uh, she'll be telling you about that for sure. Uh, coming to us from LA. She's an incredible guest. Always makes me laugh. A uh, hilarious comedian. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for George Brooks. <laughs> yeah. This song is sort of like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like it's, it's, it's never what I remember. And, yeah, same. Like, <laughs> I always prepare for it and it comes on and I'm like, yeah, it's just off of whatever I thought it was. <laughs> it's just a bit off in general, you know? Um, <laughs> yes. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to have you back. Let's, uh, let's, let's just get this train rolling and, okay. and bring on guest number two, who I think probably has the, like, the most like insane making music of all. Um, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's one of the funniest people I know. I always love his basketball observations. Uh, you know, he can play, uh, back to the basket. It's a lost art. Uh, you know, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Ian Gordon. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? You know, I always forget about this music. Yeah. It never forgets about until, you, though, you know, until I hear it and then I go, Oh man. It takes me about a week to get it out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I won't sleep for a week. No, you can't sleep with that music. It's torture. No. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for coming back, pal. Oh, my pleasure. It's always fun to do the show. Thanks for having me, dudes. No worries. Let's um, yeah. let's jump right in. Uh, Maddie. Uh, I know you're there. I've already seen you. We don't have to do the existential dance. Uh, do your thing and give me your most delicious raptor sting. Started from the bottom, now we here talking raptors, kiss the rain. Uh, okay, all right. You know, I kind of dig that, I think. Was that more current for you? So current, thank you very much. <laughs> um, started from the bottom, we all know that's uh, Drake's most recent track. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, for the, for those checking in, um, uh, all we know is that Maddie D found a website. Um, <laughs> we don't know much else. Uh, he's piecing stuff together. Uh, you know, this is like, a, you know, some people come for the Raptors talk, but uh, we're checking through like the, the algorithm numbers and about 96% come for uh, Matt's uh, audio Foley. Uh. So um, we do appreciate you listening to the Raptors talk, but we know you're here for uh, uh, Matt's weird audio choices. Uh, he is the, the snowmobile man himself. We love him. Go Leafs, go, Matty. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Um, let me go to you first, George. Uh, okay, uh, this is early, and I think we're going to be having this conversation all summer. Um, and probably <laughs> September, but yeah, um, who is, you know, a really good fit for this, this Raptors nucleus, this Raptors squad. I probably should have added a caveat that the Raptors have some unrestricted free agents of their own, such as, you know, Boucher, Thaddeus Young, uh, Zach Bonga, uh, you know, I think a couple more 
dudes. Um, and if any of those guys are your choices, fair enough. But um, yeah, you know, given what's out there, uh, who's an unrestricted free agent? Uh, and let's leave money to the side because it's hard to predict what people are going to make. Um, we're just having fun here. You know, who's someone you'd like to add to the Raptors? Um, thank you for asking. I looked at the list of unrestricted free agents. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't think there's like the per and there's, it's not, there's nobody that's really exciting. Yes. <laughs> and so totally. that means like the people who are slightly exciting are going to be hot commodity. So I, mm-hmm. so I say that to say, I don't think we're going to be able to get this person because I think they're going to stick to the team they're on. But I would like uh, the Raptors to get JaVale McGee. He's a center. He's uh, I think that's his backup center on the Suns. That's why I think he's going to stay there. But he's had like such a great season with them. Um, And I just think, I mean, we all know we need a center. I was looking at guards initially, but I Mm -hmm. don't see any guards that would that are like taller than six, seven. And I know that's 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 a priority for the Raptors. So. I stuck away from them. You know, I, I saw JaVale there and, and, and I don't, maybe I was trying to like overthink this question, but that's like, I think I'm we'll see what Ian says, but I think that's like the best answer because every team this guy has been on the past couple of years has either like won a championship or won like a lot of games. Like, you know, I, I don't know what his success rate was on Cleveland. I think he was on Cleveland before Phoenix, but yeah, he, you know, he won with the Lakers. He won with, um, wait, yeah, he won with the Lakers. Right. I think, um, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Just I got to look wrong. at his, I, I don't remember, <laughs> but you know, he went from shacked in a fool, uh, to basically just being this like absolutely integral piece to every single team he's on. And yeah, I think, yeah, that's a perfect answer. You know, he's. I he, think that he's such a great like. Well, if he was on our team, he wouldn't be an off the bench center. I don't think, but um, <laughs> ideally, he's your bench center, or uh, he comes off the bench, and you have like someone else. Um, and when you have like such amazing role and backup players, then you're laughing. You know, like he's on the Suns this year, and I have a friend who's a super. Suns fan like we are Raptors fans Mm -hmm. and he went to one game not he went to a few games but he went to like the first game he went to of the season he was like oh I gotta buy his jersey and then he just bought his jersey because he is like that integral to the team and that beloved already by Suns fans yeah uh, and and I just looked he did win a championship with the Lakers he did win a championship with the Warriors Um, oh right and 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 he's born the same year as me uh, which is big cheers and he's seven feet tall. So, you know, and, Masai likes that. Yeah. No, sorry. I, I interrupted you, but he's uh, he's also mobile, right? He's not like this, like he fits our style. He's not the the seven footer. Like when people talk about the, you know, a seven footer that we would integrate to our system. Like it's exactly a guy like that. You know, if he starts, yeah. he doesn't need to close the game necessarily. He could be situational. Um, you know, if you're playing the... Uh, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, he could um, guard uh, Luca, pick his pocket, yeah, quick. run the court and dunk. Um, I honestly didn't think he was seven feet tall because he does kind of have the agility of like a, uh, a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. 
like he doesn't read as big. And I don't know if that's, I don't know why I'm saying that, like it's a positive, but it is a positive, <laughs> I think in this situation. No. Yeah, I think so. He, he's mobile. I always got to shout out JaVale too for, um, I, I just don't think his, his dunk off gets enough credit. He dunked two basketballs at the same time on two nets that were far away. It was weird and gimmicky, but it was also like, if you can do something that no one else can do, like that's cool. I think. Um, here, 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 right? Yeah, <laughs> dunk, 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 here, here. Uh, Ian, who's your uh, UFA? I mean, Javale's a good answer uh, for all the things you guys mentioned. He's also pretty chippy. He can, you know, get involved if we need somebody to uh, defend someone or any kind of situation like that. He's kind of mm-hmm. like he's good with that. Um, other than him, looking at who's available. I'd probably look at somebody like Thomas Bryant. Um, he did his ACL last year, I think. So he was out for a good portion of the year. But when he plays, he's productive. He usually has above uh, 600 uh, field goal percentage, which is rare. It's like he's kind of like JaVale in that way. Um, mm-hmm. He puts the bucket in with efficiency. He can rebound. And he's only 25, so he did have a big knee injury, but he's still not in his physical prime. He's kind of right there. And I don't think he's had a good shot. He's always played with Washington. They're garbage. They're a steaming pile of hot uh, bathroom garbage. <laughs> it's been in the sun. That's their franchise. God love them, you know. But they're horrible. And I think he, he was there. Uh, he's been there his whole career. And I think if he went to a team like us, where he could do, you know, maybe come off the bench, give us 15, 18 at the five. He's probably not as mobile um, as the guys on our team, but he fits a different purpose, like JaVale would fit. Big body, efficient score from the block, uh, can rebound. And I don't think he's ever had a chance on a good team. You know, if you put him on our team with good coaching staff, uh, good training staff, maybe he plays 82 games and he's actually productive. I think that given the right situation for him, he could be a good player. And I think, yeah, he's only like eight mil a year or something like that, which is pretty good. Yeah. I was just checking. I I, I didn't even, yeah, I must've like scrolled past his name. Um, he's, he's another good selection. You know, I, I think um, it's, it's, it's hard to prepare for the playoffs and like assume you'll, you know, you'll play the same people. And I think a lot of people are, are down with what the Raptors are doing. Um, me included, you know, as far as this, like, uh, the six, nine experiment thing, but it's never bad to have options. And I think, you know, Brian is also, yeah, he's young. I totally agree with you, uh, about uh, Washington. Uh, you know, you you went deep on, on, on the bathroom. I was kind of, you know, it was a bit, we've had some good battles with them. So it's only fair to verbally abuse them whenever I have an opportunity for sure. For sure, you know, I they're, they're, when they were good there, they were a good rival for us. They they hurt us, so I don't, you know, I don't like. Yeah. Hey, man, the, <laughs> the the Washington sweep is one of my darkest moments as, as a rock. It was a dark fan. time. It's a dark yeah, time. I was eating a lot of Oreos at that time. Well, even I mean, even now, but more <laughs> yeah. than probably. <laughs> yeah, you're eating like Oreos in a different way back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. now it's happy years. Oreos. Yeah, they're happy. Yeah, that's true. I have a smile on my face. These aren't closet dark Oreos. <laughs> yeah, they're closet double stuff. I don't go double stuff anymore. I've that's, taken a that's stand. a big step. Single. Fair. It was. It took. It took a lot. Thank I'm you. Proud, I'm proud of you. Um, I actually think Thomas <laughs> Bryant might be like a, a realistic 
I wouldn't be surprised unless stuff changes. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up if he ends up on our team. I mean, I would also be surprised he, because sometimes we make no moves, but he can play. I think I think he can really play. I think given the right opportunity, he could do something for any for not just us, but like a good team and a good situation. I think he could. He's probably looking for that. Hopefully, in his career, I feel like he probably is like, I I want a better opportunity than than what I have. And and uh, yeah, I think he's he's a prime like in a not great situation um, type guy because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean you know Masai and Bobby have fully they fully won me over as far as like the importance of de- of of development and like you know trust in that we can develop guys well. And if they're willing to work, you know, obviously there's a lot of, there's always that heat culture stuff, but like Raptors culture is real and, and we can turn guys into winners. And I, yeah, I I think Thomas Bryant is is a great selection. I I don't really know. Yeah. He's also, also because of the injury. I think it's interesting because where, yeah. How much is he like going to command on the market? Could we pay him the mid-level uh, does Washington, you know, like what's their interest in him? Um, yeah, I, he, he's a good selection. I, I like Thomas Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I, I, I just, I feel like both your answers are better and more realistic than mine. Uh, I, I went straight to guard and, um, the one guy I've been thinking about a bunch and, and again, he might just, you know, like similar to JaVale McGee's in a good situation. So he might just return. Uh, but I'd love to give Victor Oladipo a chance. Uh, I think he, again, you know, I guess he's similar to Thomas Bryant and that he has a, such an injured history that people aren't really sure what to do with him. But, you know, we've seen it before. Sometimes players are injured for a long time and they it's just like a string of bad luck and bad health and they can kind of you know make a comeback you got guys like sean livingston um you know uh hey Embiid uh started his uh, career very injured blake griffin missed his whole first year uh i'm I'm hoping zion can kind of like you know string it together uh, string health together but uh, yeah, Oladipo was my guy. Uh, I think the guy I would really love, but I, I know for sure is getting paid is, is Jalen Brunson. Um, you, you know, watching him play for Dallas, he's amazing, but I didn't even, he's an unrestricted free agent, but like, I think that guy's getting the bag. So. Yeah, but he's having a weird playoffs. So I, I wonder if it's going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he, well, he I, I, okay, can I get you to elaborate on that? Because he's had nope. some big playoff moments. <laughs> Did you say nope? Yeah. Like, I, absolutely not, sir. I will not. I saw it and I heard it. <laughs> I saw it. I heard it. We're done here, sir. <laughs> um, you know what? That's fine. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's just move to the next question anyway. Can um, I just quickly say someone we don't really need on the team, but I want on the team is, sure. who's unrestricted free agent is Kyle Anderson. He's on Memphis. Ooh, slow-mo. And he's 6'9", and he's gentle, and then he gets <laughs> mad at stuff. Uh, I, I'm always, Hey, I'll, I'll stump for a gentle guy anytime. Um, also his name's slow-mo and he moves slowly. That's cool to me. Is he Canadian? Uh, he's, he's not. No, he's not. I don't think no. Um, but yeah, I, I love Colin. I, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, he, he was out there, but, uh, he's an interesting guy for sure. And, you know, he's a Spurs guy, Memphis guy. Um, yeah, I, I think like as far as like rounding the edges of this team, uh, there's actually, you know, th- this conversation has proved, uh, 
I don't know, sort of proved my question wrong. Cause like when I brought it up, I, I was sort of thinking like, yeah, what's really out there. But I think considering we have a decent core there, there is some opportunity to bring in like a, yeah, like, you know, a, a, a winner or a guy that can kind of like augment our core of six or seven or, or five or whatever you think our core is. I but, honestly think we need guards more than centers, even though I picked a center. So me I know too. you're trying to move it. I know you're trying to move on the bus. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, um, no, no, it, uh, it is all good. And I, I think we do need a center, uh, you know, of like, like a 20 minutes a game guy. And we do need uh shooting and we need like a, someone to give Fred some rest. Like, I, I don't even think we'll get everything we need this summer. I think this, this squad sort of in this phase where things are looking good. We're going to improve. Uh, I think we finished with 48 wins. Uh, I think and hope fans should expect a 50 win season next year, but also, yeah, once you get to this area of wins in the NBA, uh, it's hard to maintain and you really kind of, you need health, you need culture and you need, you know, like a pretty deep bench, I think. So, yeah. Um, Ian, let's go to you and, and Maddie, why don't you come in? Uh, I, I think this is, this might get, I mean, uh, I honestly, usually for the silly question of the pod, my answer usually sucks, but I have a good one this time. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to bust it out. But um, Ian, uh, if you've never heard it and okay, listen, I'm not a Sixers fan and, 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 and I never will be, I'm a Raptors fan, but they have this song they play. I don't know how long this has been happening. I think we beat the Sixers so much, uh, as a Raptors fans, uh, that I haven't, I just haven't heard it that much, but they have this song they play every time the Sixers win at home. And it seems like it's like a real song that's good. It's like kind of a banger, but they basically just say like the words Philadelphia and 76ers in like a bunch of different combinations of, of ways. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a propaganda song or something, but it's, it's, I don't know. I kind of love it. Uh, it's, it's, it's worked on me. Um, <laughs> so that made me think the Raptors should have like a, a song they play every time they win and they might already, but it's probably like all we do is win, win, win or something like that. And I mean, like we need our own song. So uh, yeah, with that said, Ian, what is the, what, what song should the Raptors play every time they win at home? It's a good question. There's a lot of choice. There's a lot of choice. You could do something hokey like, um, Berlin down and down white water. That's where the log rider goes. Uh, step lightly. That song from the Canadian um, heritage minute. You know, that. Oh, I know it. And that's mine. Right. Is it actually? Yes. Oh my God. Well, screw you. Yes. I went first. Uh, I, I should have went first. Yeah. I even that's amazing. Up the it actually, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, that, okay. You could also do patio lanterns, Kim Mitchell. <laughs> sure. Sure. Or, you know, we could also make our own song where we could come up with something where, like, you'd be like, the Raptors clawed the enemy to death with the six-inch claws. You know what I mean? Yep. Something like that. They <laughs> brought good. the enemy down, and, uh, you know, I didn't really think about necessarily the lyrics to it. it sounds but like you thought own. about it. <laughs> I did, actually. It didn't, it, it didn't go well. I did think, but it, I didn't come up with much. Um but I think I'll probably go with the Log Riders Waltz. 
Yep. Just because it's a good timey song. If you hear that after a victory, it'll make you, it'll, you'll probably just want to stay in your seat. You'll be so excited. You won't want to leave the game. You know, <laughs> I, but I, I love the idea of being so excited that you, you will stay in your seat. Yeah. You go like this, <laughs> play it again. You know, one more time, PA guy. And then, uh, but PA the guy, Philadelphia man. song's great. It sounds like it's from the 70s, very disco. Yeah. I feel like cocaine might have been involved in its uh, genesis. Oh, certainly. Um, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be, uh, <laughs> you can slip that on at Studio 54. And people would be like, is this ABBA? You know? For sure. <laughs> people, I, I love your reenactments of people. Uh, just <laughs> like the person not standing up and being like, uh, play this again, PA man. One more um, time. Blog writers waltz, buddy. And and, and being at Studio 54 and asking if this is ABBA is great. Um, <laughs> it really is a great song. Uh, it is a great song. Uh, the Log Riders Waltz <laughs> is my track. I can't believe I can't believe there's a double up for this answer. Also, because um, he was like, you could go the the hokey way. Yeah, so yeah, but he like, did though. Huge yeah. burn. <laughs> yeah, huge burn on me. Who thought I had a good answer to my own? Uh, dumb question. I, okay, I'm just gonna say, uh, since this was my choice, I did I did do a quick backup, but I'm gonna read you the first two like kind of like stanzas or whatever that is in a song. Oh, yeah. So it, it's pretty weird. Uh, if you ask any girl from the parish around what pleases her most from her head to her toes, she'll say, "I'm not sure that it's business that that it's business of yours." But I do like to waltz with the log driver. And the chorus is, for he goes burling down and down white water. That's where the log driver learns to step lightly. Yes, burling down and down white water. The log driver's waltz pleases girls completely. <laughs> so can you well, you're not hum the to say it like that, Freddie? Because uh, yeah, you're not supposed to say it like that, but no. Hey, it has you to read be, it. Yeah, the- it's all about the chorus, quite frankly. Yeah. The, the stanzas are a little strange. Can you the hum chorus, it? I just I, need to hear it. <laughs> I don't remember it. It's great. No. <laughs> and the, the video is Drake hot, should do too. a song, or any popular Canadian artist who uh, wants to pay tribute you know, to Canadian Heritage Minutes should do their own version of it. A remix, if you will. I have a feeling Maddie's going to integrate that into the pod um, by next week. Uh, listen, I don't want to set you up, Maddie, but um, I don't know what else you can do on that website you found. I bet you something with that. Um, okay. Uh, great answer, I have to say. Hokey, hokey sure. Hokey, sure. sure. But great answer. Um, George, what's up? What's your song? Um, well, we know I didn't pick that one since I didn't recognize it at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I thought kind of like, okay, I just want to, I just, I took this question very seriously. Unlike Good. Thank you. some other people. Um, <laughs> ouch, ouch. I, uh, I think the thing about the Raptors franchise right now is it's very cool. Like even saw Scotty Barnes get drafted to the Raptors. And I think he was like, Hey, this is cool i'm gonna meet mm-hmm. drake now i didn't pick a drake song because i i honestly thought everyone else would yep. um and i thought it was a little too on the nose so the song i chose and you also may not recognize it but it's called northern touch by the rascals you guys oh, yeah. oh yeah oh, and yeah. it, it starts like it starts good 
So you could just play it right from the jump mm-hmm. and it's Bow. a perfect winning song. It's about being cool in the North. Driving on King street. That's a great pick. Thank That's you so much. Pick. Oh my God. Thank you. It's a real good pick. Yeah. I, I really think read, they should do the it. Lyrics to it. You should read the lyrics to it all. We're like, uh, how does okay. it go? How does it I will start? read chocolate the coming down with a no and touch. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, the fade okay. away in confidence. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Why What's you really want to? Yeah. It goes, we, I'll just read it in like a, yeah, a very sure. 30 yeah. year old yeah. white lady way. Sure. We notorious ain't nobody can bang with us. Rascals mm, checkmate. checkmate. Cardi now, now and thrust. thrust. Cardi Claire. I'm sorry, that's wonderful. Yeah, he's in it. Shaw Claire coming down with the northern touch. Why you people want to bang with us? Ain't nobody Why? can hang with us. Correct. Gals checkmate, Cardinal and Thrust. Shaw Claire coming down with the northern touch, baby. It's really huge. good. It's, it's yeah, huge. see, that's good. That's a gem. That's it's another a, seat stayer for sure. Bit yeah, of a that's a more seat stayer. That's a, excuse <laughs> me, PA. You'd man. never get everybody, people wouldn't leave. Yeah. I also think, excuse me, I also think it is time to bring back, like, I think it's cool now to start calling Toronto T-Dot again, because it kind of is like, yeah, I've been here, even though I'm, I know I'm currently in California, but it's like, okay. Okay. I've been here since the T-Dot. I don't call it the six, because when I was growing up, it was the T-Dot. <laughs> Am I selling this? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm with you on the T-Dot, O-Dot. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, but, uh, listen, it's fun to say, um, (laughs) I think I I am with you on Northern touch, but, um, Maddie, what's your song? Okay. Uh, very different picks. Uh, (laughs) okay. Let me just start this off by saying when these playoffs started for the raps, when I heard Shaq say that we were going to get swept really hurt my feelings because I like sure. this guy. I bought one of his printers. <laughs> I like watching him eat hot chips and stuff. Uh, but then the Raptor slander, it, it, you know what always comes from? Like a very small pool of analysis for these guys. And, and shout out to Chris Boucher for calling them out on his own Love podcast. Yeah. Saying, you know, like you just watch like a couple games before the playoffs starts if we're in the playoffs. Like, thank you, Chris Boucher. You know, like the, the, this dude, resign this dude. Anyway, so I originally picked this song more at a jab uh, at Shaq, but then I played it and I was like, you know what? This could kind of sound good at the end of the game. Now, it is the opening song to Kazam. And I need you to picture now, it's going to take some participation from Masai because I would like him like coming down on a cable from center court every time we win dressed as Kazam and I'll just give you all about participation yes and I'll just give you a little taste of it because I got it lined up here honestly it's perfect (laughs) I mean those are good vibes Shack. Ain't gonna make this a mystery. Don't wanna do time on your wishes three. Watch it, boy. You don't wanna. 
wanna diss me, or I'll dish out my misery. Ha <laughs> I'm the man that could grant your wishes. I am Kazam. <laughs> that that could have been so good. It could have been. They should have. You know, Kazam. It had everything. Can't you see Masai lip syncing that part of Shaq at the end? <laughs> He's granting like our that, wishes. I like that you have him up in the rafters, coming down on a cable. But I'm also <laughs> picturing like like a close game and. Like so, he's potentially has to go down. Yeah, so he's clipped, <laughs> but then they lose, and he's like, it's like unclip the harness, and like walk down the catwalk, like all yeah. Sad. Oh my god! Oh. I do like Masai coming down from a speaker on fire. For sure. <laughs> I also love that uh, Masai has been promoted to, uh, you know, vice chairman. And this seems like some type of like infinite punishment. <laughs> yeah. Totally like you're now a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> the most important person in the franchise. You're like, awesome. So you make all you call all the shots. Great. We're going to need you in the catwalk ready to go. You should have um, read the fine print. Was yeah. Uh, we're going into OT. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> Triple OT. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Walt, Walt, Waltz was mine. But my backup is uh, I, I tried to look up like the lyrics. I, I don't I think it's just lyrics like it's just dialogue from the movie. But it's uh, the part in Jurassic Park where they uh, they they go like they do move in herds. Um, okay, I love good. it. <laughs> you know. A sound uh, bite. Yeah, it's yeah, it's more a sound bite, less a song. Thinking Listen, outside the box. Uh, Log, Log Driver's Waltz was my answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's uh, talk some NBA. Let's uh, move on here. Um, thanks for all the good answers. Uh, I'm sure uh, you know whoever's watching uh, is high up in MLSE and will make uh, <laughs> yeah. make make this happen. Like I just don't see it not happening. Just nope. like I know we're moving on, but imagine Masai coming down when there's like an empty arena and he still has to do it. <laughs> uh. No fans. Like, COVID's back, but guess what? <laughs> Masai is still, I don't know, hanging in the catwalk. Um, All slow. Let, okay, you know, before I move on, let let me just, uh, you know, this is ADHD in full effect here. Uh, it's, uh, I'm easy to stall, you know. If you've never seen the clip, uh, watch uh, Denver Nuggets opening day, uh, the Cougar, whatever the mascot's called. Um, this is like probably a decade ago is waiting to come down and the harness uh, is like not placed properly on the mascot and basically presses too hard on his like uh, kind of like that. What's that area right below your uh, ribs? Cougar pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, you're kind of like high tummy area, whatever, yeah. but it knocks the wind out of him uh, <laughs> and he passes out. So they basically <laughs> look like they're lowering a dead body. And I can't wait to watch this. It's one of the funniest things you will ever see. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's amazing. <laughs> like he's lowered. And by the time he gets to the to the court, they know something's wrong and they shut the lights. <laughs> they, they shut the lights and they basically cheerleaders are like, oh, don't look over there. And there's like a group of people waiting for him and his body just like slowly collapses. Oh uh, it's only funny because he's OK. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm so, so delirious. I, I know. I, I, don't, I don't want Masai to ever go through that. Okay. <laughs> it would be way less funny if it was like a man. <laughs> 100%. If, if there wasn't dressed a as a cougar. genie, yeah, it'd be yeah. really 
If it's, if, if there's no co- oh, actually the costume helps. I think. Um, yeah, if it's just like a, someone in a business suit, you're like, yikes! Um, I just laugh so hard at that description. I realize I have a new baby and I haven't slept at all. And I was like, why am I laughing so hard just at the description of this? I'm I mean, so yeah, sorry. you'll you'll get full. First of all, you know, all all new baby deliriums welcome here. And and please do yourself a favor and uh, George, watch that video because you'll. Uh, <laughs> You'll cry laugh. It's it's like wait. truly a classic NBA moment. It's up there with like Tyson Chandler blocking a shoe mid-game. <laughs> um, check that out too if you've never seen it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's hit up some NBA. Uh, Maddie, good sir, give me your your most uproariously weird NBA sting. I am not a criminal, but how good the Raptors are is quite criminal. Okay, is that Jeff McHenry? What's going on? Uh, um, well, we we have a guest from America on today, so I, I was like, "What president would would George know?" And uh, yeah, that was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon, another the relevant one, reference. <laughs> Which one president will George know? <laughs> it's probably Nixon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. George, you're from. Uh, you remember Watergate, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you saw all the presidents' hey. men, no? You're going to do that um, citizenship test sometime. What are they going to ask you? Probably about Nixon a little. Oh, for sure. They'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like I know him. But who's Nixon? A. Um, who's Roger Stone? Does he have a tattoo of Nixon? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Does, does Roger Stone wear a top hat? Um, okay. Uh, George, let's, uh, let's start with you on this one. Can you not? Start with no, me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I forgot about this question. Uh, that's all good. Um, Ian, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, four international MVPs in a row with the Jokic win. I mean, it would have been international if it was uh, Embiid or, uh, you know, Giannis anyways. But uh, Giannis two in a row, Jokic two in a row. Uh, I, I've seen this question floating around Twitter. Um so shout out to the, you know, the first person that, that asked it, but um, yeah, I, you know, like when will the next American win MVP, like what year uh, or yeah. like, you know, you don't have to say like the year or whatever, but like, you know, like how long is it going to be and who is it going to be? It's a great question to be honest, because if you look around the NBA top 20, top 25 players, a lot of them are international now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the American, Ameri- the, seems like the best American players are going through a bit of a like a, a, a change. Like you've got mm-hmm. LeBron and Durant and guys like Kyrie and uh, even Kawhi who are in their 30s getting older. Mm-hmm. And then the new new guys coming in kind of like, um, it's going to have to be one of them. You, you could say, sure, LeBron could win any year. But I think at this point in his career, he's going to need enough help where he probably wouldn't be up for 
MVP consideration necessarily, mm-hmm. unless he does something crazy outstanding, which you can't necessarily. But I mean, the guy's almost 40 for God's sake. So it's hard to say yeah. LeBron. Um, and if you look, to be honest with you, the best two players that I could think about, it would, I would have to say, uh, I want to say Morant, but I'm going to say Tatum because I think that his situation is a bit more stable. Mm-hmm. He does have Kemba, uh, or sorry, um, Jalen Brown, my mistake, mm-hmm. uh, who's a great player in his own right. But it seems to me, especially watching the, we'll get, you'll get to this, but his performance in the playoffs and when games matter, he steps up, he can kind of do everything the team needs. He's an amazing shooter. The guy can, he can get 12, 13 rebounds as a, you know, like a two, if you need him to, a two, three, but then he can dish the ball too. Um, I like the Morant pick. It's probably like the more popular pick, because, but he's still a bit younger, right? And he seems to be, I hope that this isn't his trajectory, but he seems to be so aggressive to the hoop that he's getting injured. Um, mm-hmm. Whether he's going to be able to temper that in his play going forward, he can shoot the ball, so he might not necessarily need to be somebody who drives all the time, but he's an attacking player. So he's risking that kind of, you know, impact all the time, even in the mm-hmm. regular season, 82 games go by. Whereas Tatum, yeah, he, he goes to the hole a lot, but he kind of has that mid range game, the bit more of a slice and dice, not as, not as aggressive as a, a player. So I would say just based on him being a little bit more mature um, and maybe having a bit more of a settled situation in terms of the team i hate to say i like the memphis team they're amazing but i think that if i'm looking at the morant versus tatum their situations their age everything else if i had to say it would probably be tatum but this is not to suggest that he will even win it but Mm -hmm. if i had to pick an american player i'm picking him um and i would say within the next three years maybe four because i think that tatum's what 25 Something like that? I think so. I can uh, double check. Yeah. 24 to 25. Because he came in the league pretty young. I think he only played one year at Duke. Um, and so, he, But he's been in the league for a while now. But I think that he's coming into his prime. He has a skill set that not a lot of players have, and he's in a good situation. Um, so I could see him winning MVP of any American player, which is crazy to say, actually, because you think American players all of a sudden – you're like, okay, well, I'm actually taking a look at the landscape of the NBA. A lot of those players that we've been so accustomed to being amazing and being MVP caliber players, Harden, you know, uh, Durant, Kawhi, LeBron, they're all getting older. They all likely don't have another shot of winning an MVP. If we're just looking at it just objectively, it'd be very difficult for those players to win one, especially who's on their, their teams respectively. So I think that that would be a tricky time. Um, it's a crazy time for international basketball, man. A lot of the best players in the, in the world are, are international, man. You got to figure honest to God, if Yugoslavia was still a country, they'd be the best basketball nation in the world. Like for sure. They'd be, you know? they'd be pretty stacked. Uh, yeah, I think they I can mean, beat the U S Yugoslavia. They'd at least be like very, very top heavy. You know, they, they should consider becoming a country again. For just for the percent. just for the Olympics, and then be like, we'll go. You know, we're gonna put it all aside, try to win gold, and then you can go over here, and we'll hate you a lot. Um, <laughs> sorry about everything, uh, but just for this sort of six week period, we'll we'll put it aside. 
<laughs> it would be worth it, you know. I mean, yeah, Ian, so many good points. I am I'm with you, like, you know, all the all, all the way. I think, you know, Jaw and Tatum are the guys I am sort of circling. I have uh I have another guy in mind, but those are I think like probably the candidates, right? And I think you highlighted it well, like, you know, and I'll just add Giannis is young. Jokic is young. Doncic is obviously right, young. Right. You know, those exactly. guys are candidates. I think of like the old guard. I feel like perhaps there's an opportunity for one more Steph MVP. Right. If the Warriors that. are like absolutely rolling. Um, but I think that has to happen in like the next You're two right. years. But, you know, really, yeah, like over, you know, Embiid over Jokic over Giannis? I don't think so. Like or probably Doncic not, right? Even. Doncic is going to get his MVP. Yeah, yeah, he seems headed that way, and I think you make you, you know you bring up some really good points with with Jaw. You know, he's such an attacking guard. Where I think you know Doncic is more of like like a, his style of game kind of preserves his body a bit more, mm-hmm. and I think that yeah, like you know a, a guy like Jaw, you know, we we hope for health, but. Um, it's just there's so much explosion there that I think hardcore NBA fans have seen it before where like that, that's just sort of, it's a small window of time where you can be like Westbrook style explosive. Although, Hey, Westbrook maybe is a, a good but example. D, of D Rose who, had the one year. D Rose had the year yeah. he won the MVP, but then the next mm-hmm. year he was like, he unfortunately got injured and he wasn't the same for a number of years. He's had a great comeback, but he's, done it because he was able to shift his game not necessarily mm-hmm. the same player when he came back so yeah i would don't want i would hate to see that for jaw but when you see players of that kind of design how he plays the game it's it's it might be hard for him to turn that off because he's such an amazing attacking player and um and by the way uh tatum is 23 right now yeah see yikes so you know, with the, with the yeah, with the Boston nucleus, I think you know there's a chance that Boston you know finishes first in the East or something like that, and you know he's Tatum's very good. Yeah, you know, he's he's pretty well rounded too. Like this year, he's 27 points, uh, eight rebounds, four assists. Like all, all those numbers yeah. bump up a little bit. First in the East, like there's there's definitely a path. Um, yeah, and I think you covered a lot of the angles too. Like that's sort of why I was you know bringing this question up. But um, yeah, George, what, what about you? Who's the, the next American MVP, uh, and and when? Yeah, like I, I should say, Ian said like a you know three year window, which seems fair. Yeah, I agree. There's uh, you know I think that it's going to be a minute before there's another MVP who's American, because I think Embiid might get it. Like post, I feel like he didn't really I, I feel like Jokic really did deserve it this year but I think yeah, that I enough people feel like Embiid missed out on it two years in a row then mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if kind of like what happened to Monty Williams and coach of the year if like he yeah. gets it next year so and James Harden right he was like runner up twice and then he got it <laughs> sorry I was like James Harden is not getting it next year no but now no, I understand not. what you mean yeah, yeah. um and then I wouldn't be surprised if Giannis got it again I think Luca is gonna get it if not twice. So all those things say it's going to be back to back international for a while. And I genuinely think that the next American to get it, Scotty Barnes. Oh, I almost <laughs> said Scotty Barnes. Like a, I know that's crazy, but thinking, but 
It could happen because I honestly, listen, I honestly think Scotty's going to be the next Giannis. And I think he's going to be it in only a couple, maybe, maybe like three years. I think he's going to be like starting um, all-star. So if he's going to be a starting all-star, maybe he could also be, who knows? Maybe he'll be the next MVP because it could be Tatum if he keeps going on a leap, but sometimes too, when you see somebody grow too much, you like disregard their greatness. Like I think that happen is happening to Devin Booker a little bit. Like he kind of probably deserves an MVP nod, mm-hmm. but it's like he was on a bad team. We saw him grow. We saw the like struggle, and then you're like. No, he's still that guy. Or I mean, maybe Devin Booker's not the best example, but he's the first one I thought of. I really was thinking more about like when you start. Okay, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy. Sure. Stay with me. Okay. And <laughs> Meredith Grey has been at the same hospital for like a long time since her residency, and now she's like a world-renowned doctor. But people at that hospital sometimes still see her as like the slutty intern, but she's right. not anymore. She's a world-renowned doctor. Anyways, that could happen to Jason Tatum. And I just think Scotty Barnes, next American MVP. I love your Grey's Anatomy comp so very much. Um, and I also, I mean, you know, I know that it was, I know that, that show is still going on. So shout out to them for making her like, I, I hope that show, you know, brings it to the point where she like retires and is like a, a doctor that tours like universities and stuff and gives like speeches and like she doesn't actually practice anymore but is like consulted i'm i i um because i'm like breastfeeding a baby i mm-hmm. do a lot of tv watching and i i've caught up i'm up to date on the most current episode in season 18 of Grey's anatomy and she's now like curing parkinson's cheers um wow wow go go get him grace um (laughs) okay uh that that, that, that's fantastic though i I feel like the scotty trajectory i mean obviously this is a raptors podcast and you know i i I, it's weird i want to throw cold water on that but i also I, i can't like i have to see what he looks like in year two and yeah i have to see um if he slows down a little bit just because yeah, his, his year one was absolutely like, just like insane. Um, but uh, my guy is actually Devin Booker. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, Sorry. My baby's screaming. Yeah, I actually just typed. Uh, my, uh, my toddler's yelling too. Okay. My husband's <laughs> supposed to, get, my husband's got the baby. I just wasn't sure. Listen, we're it's we're doing wrangle sometimes. Yeah. They we're can doing... be a bit wrangle proof. <laughs> yeah, wrangle proof. Um listen, I, as wrangle resistant. Have, I don't have kids yet, so you you guys you know you do what you gotta do. Uh we'll we'll accommodate. Oh, um okay. but uh yeah, my, I think you kind of covered it with, with Booker. Like my my thing is that the Suns are awesome, and I feel like even as Paul ages out, there's a chance that they are number one in the West and I think there's a there's an opportunity for Devin Booker as he refines his game and gets better. Like maybe he has a season where he averages 32 points. Like the guy scores so easily. And, you know, we're talking about wrangle proof. I, I think he's, you know, everyone can everyone can get injured. But all we know so far about Devin Booker is that he's pretty close to playoff proof. 
like, you know, first time in the playoffs, went to the finals. That's that's pretty remarkable. Obviously, the team stacked. DeAndre Ayton's amazing. Uh, also international. You know, he's a, a shadow Barbados. Ma- I think Mahamanian. Oh, sorry. sorry so, uh, Is he my bad. No, he's know. Bahamanian. Uh, my bad. Um, yeah, he's, he's not from Barbados, but um, he might be. Dude, I don't know. No, Isn't no. That you thought he was Rihanna? <laughs> yes. Yo, you, you, you got me. Yeah, I, I thought DeAndre Aiden was Rihanna. Uh, and now yeah. I'm just discovering. No, yeah, he's from Nassau, Bahamas. One uh, thing I'll say about, about Booker, uh, Freddie, is like, uh, I'd like to see him now that he's entering his prime physically. I'd like to see him play without Chris Paul. See what he's like without right. Paul. Because Paul but, brings a certain element. Both There's a, a, a plus and a negative. You learn a lot from him. He dishes the ball a lot. Certain statistics go down. That will inhibit his ability to be an MVP if his assist uh, level drop because of Chris Paul. You know, if he for him to be MVP, he's going to have to average. They're going to have to be first in the West, and he's going to have to average like twenty-seven, nine, and nine. Because well, yeah, I was saying like, like thirty-two points. Average, like, you know what? what I mean? So he's yeah, he'll have to average like thirty-eight and nine, thirty. You know, like around mm-hmm. there, and. Um, if, if he could do it, like I'm not saying he can't, but it'd be interesting to see what he's like when Chris Paul leaves. I will, I just want to say I, I feel like that is why he's never in the MB or not never, but in the last two years hasn't yeah. been in the MVP conversation is because everyone's like that team, that team got like playoffs once Chris Paul was there. Everyone recognizes Devin Booker's great. But in the last two years, there's been multiple times in the playoffs where Chris Paul has been out. Like last year, he was out for a whole round with COVID. Remember, he kept like calling in and like FaceTiming, being like, you guys can do it. And then this time that happened too. not COVID, but a few games and the team was fine. But then Devin Booker was out for a few games and the Suns like lost to the Pelicans. Um, So I think that. Devin Booker is more important than we than we think he is because yeah. we think we really like give way well, a lot of credit to Chris Paul and he deserves it but I think that we don't need to take it away from Devin Booker as much as we do we we do. Yeah, I think like I think you know it's a multiple truth scenario. I feel like uh, as Raptors fans we've even seen what you know, Fred is able to do without Kyle, but also when the team and Pascal, but when Kyle was was with the team, there it's still his team. He's still the leader, and I feel like Kyle and Chris Paul, like there's some similarities there. You know what I mean? They're of game managers or savvy. Like if they're on your team, they're the vet. Like even Kyle going to Miami, obviously it's like Jimmy's team, but it's still like there's been some sharing there. I think. Uh, but let's uh, let's wrap this up with the last question here. Um, yeah, just just sort of quickly, Ian. Uh, what's the most um, what's the most exciting second round series uh, in your opinion so far? There have been some really good ones, actually. Um, it's been some good basketball. I really have enjoyed watching the the Memphis Golden State. Oh, it's three one now mm-hmm. um, with Jaw out. That kind of sucked. The first few games were really good. They were yes. all highly contested. Um, I hate to see injuries like that, but it's, you know, conducive to the intensity of yeah. the games, but I would probably have to give it to the Boston Milwaukee. It's been back and forth. There's been a couple lopsided games, but um, I've really been enjoying, you know, listen, he's a Celtic and they're a chief rival of ours, mm-hmm. but I've been enjoying watching Jason Tatum play. 
I hadn't watched a lot of Celtics games during the regular season because I don't watch Celtics games that much during the regular season. <laughs> Fair. Just, you know, watching Raptors games. But having watched him now in the playoffs, especially against a good Milwaukee team, um, he's he's carrying that team. He's a very good player, and uh, it's been nice to watch him play. And the, game, the basketball's been pretty good. It hasn't been as chippy as the Golden State-Memphis uh, series, seemingly, but um, it's been... Seemingly okay. We could talk about the refereeing and everything and there's some inconsistencies, whatever. There always is. Yeah. But if I had to choose, yeah, Boston-Milwaukee's been good. I've enjoyed that that series pretty pretty good. As much as I really don't like those two teams. <laughs> yeah, you know, good good answer. Um, uh, I still contend that the Celtics, uh, you know, should have drafted Markel Fultz, but... Um, uh jk jk um no uh tatum's amazing Uh, i mean i'm happy for horford wow like what what a game the other night uh that series i think might be the answer uh it's it's not my answer for this question but um george yeah what's your favorite series so far um my answer is pretty much exactly the same because (laughs) at first it was um memphis golden state um, and then they had a blowout game, which was really boring. And um, but and now I find finding Boston and Milwaukee really fun to watch. The game last night, oh God, I think it was last night with Memphis and Golden State. I I thought it was really good. So, anyways, yes, I think those two series are the best. I'm not loving the Heat 76ers, and I think that's just because like the first two games were really boring because mm-hmm. it was like the Heat weren't even trying and they were beating the 76ers. And now it's hard to watch because like Joel Embiid is wearing a mask and he thinks he's like so cool, and then he plays well, and that's <laughs> annoying. Ha. So. And like, don't at me, but like, I cannot stand watching Luka Doncic. I know he's so good at basketball, and but it's like he's so fucking annoying. Or oh, are we allowed he's to swear? Amazing. Um, no. And you just banned us. Um, shoot. No, no, we're <laughs> shoot. Um, <laughs> shoot. Anyways, um, he drives me nuts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we're all like mostly in agreement. But my, you know, I guess yeah, I think really is Celtics. Uh, you know, Bucks. But I. I actually, you know, I think I'm, I said we're all in agreement, but I actually, I just, I love when a series, everyone thinks one thing and there's a dramatic turnaround. So in that sense, I'm enjoying Philly, Miami. I, I think it was like, you know, they asked a bunch of analysts and like 15 people picked Miami and all of a sudden it seems like, you know, and maybe it's just like a home thing and Miami's going to win in six or whatever. But it does seem like there's been a tone shift, and Embiid uh, back is huge. Embiid's, you know, been good. They have no know. answer for him. Nobody can guard him in that team. Yeah, and Harden, you know, finally showed up and had like a big game. You know, Maxi's all like, you know, we dealt with the Sixers. Like, there's some I talent there. Maxi's amazing, and and you know, I think like even Doc, right? It's like one of the most like slagged coaches in the NBA. Like he's, he stood up tall against nurse and Spo. So I think, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, like, like narratives can change. And I think that there's something cooking there. Um, and I think Philly has a chance to win. And I, I think, I don't know. Not a lot of people would have said that, uh, you know, a week ago. But um, yeah, let's, uh, being back changes everything for them. Yeah, it changes everything, right? It just changes the complexion of the game. Um, 
and maybe I'm just I just want to hear that song that I like um, that says <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers a bunch of times. But um, listen, I'm not a Sixers fan, okay? I'm a Raptors fan. Uh, but uh, guys, this is the pod. Um, thank you, everyone who's been listening and supporting, and uh, we were digging Raptors Republic and growing and and all that jazz. So um, like subscribe, like subscribe, uh, like me and Matt were doing at the beginning, like <laughs> whatever. Um, but uh, uh, oh, thank you, Matt. Appreciate um, <laughs> nice mumble laugh there. But um, yeah, George, uh, what's up? What do you want to plug? Uh, please, you know, tell people um, about your pod. Thank you for asking. Yes, I have a basketball podcast. It's kind of like a fan podcast. I just say that because like randomly I'll forget a player's name that I should definitely know. Like, anyways, this isn't a good ad. Um, Listen to my basketball (laughs) podcast is with me and Sarah Rooker. She is a comedian out here in California, but she also coaches high school basketball and in the states that's like you just it's not like just like a you know how like in canada that's just like a teacher here it's like someone they hire Mm -hmm. um anyways it's called bounce that that's the important part it's called bounce that it's a podcast it's very funny and cheeky and we talk all about basketball hell yeah bounce that not every pod needs to you know be like memorization perfect or analytic oh or whatever um but we're very smart very smart, very smart people, very funny people. Uh, everyone check out, you know, George's pod. Uh, she's amazing. And, um, the pod's great. Um, Ian, what's up? What do you, what do you want to plug? What's going down? Um, we lots of shows coming up throughout the summer. Um, but follow me on Instagram, shirt underscore Gordon, uh, active on there and nowhere else really. Uh, but yeah, lots of shows in the city, out of town, especially, but if you're in Toronto, um, go support your local comedy club. Come see me, but go see some comedy. Uh, go support live comedy. Go to Comedy Bar. There's a new comedy club uh, on Dundas called Nothing Fancy, which is a fun mm-hmm. place. Used to be a cool bar called Red Light. Now it's another awesome independent comedy club. So if you're listening and you're thinking about going and supporting some live comedy, go do it. It's always a fun time. Have some beer and enjoy yourself. Also, uh, before we go, speaking of spinning videos, there is a hilarious video. You guys might have seen it. A woman's being rescued. Again, she turns out to be fine, but she's being rescued from a desert somewhere by a helicopter. Okay. <laughs> <It's safe. laughs> something goes I love wrong. that this is the plug. Okay, Listen, yeah. Something goes wrong. It's clearly not supposed to happen in this way, but she starts spinning like amazing spinning like honestly i'll say this i'm not being hyperbolic she probably spins 200 times maybe 250 times as they're bringing her up to (laughs) so she's full pascal siakam just like (laughs) powerful gravitron of all time and um it's really kind of hilarious to watch it uh, especially knowing that she was okay okay so you can laugh yeah totally you know i'm talking about a a, a denver nuggets misfortune of others you know laugh at the misfortune of others provided they're okay 100 percent um (laughs) that's amazing i i'm definitely gonna check out that video uh and um, you should you have to it's hilarious uh Guys, uh, you know, thank you both. Uh, again, thanks to everyone who's been uh, supporting us and, you know, listening to the pod and everything. And, and Maddie D, thanks for your, uh, your amazing production. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. And if you feel like we're, we're done and we're good to go, please, Maddie, just give me those words I love so much. Okay. Okay. okay.
listen to the Confederacy of Dogs exclusively on the Rapcast.